Perfect. So welcome everybody to the first Money, Power, and Influence podcast. I'm excited. Uh, me and uh, Arash decided to put this thing together. Uh, it's going to be amazing. We have about 12 or 13 people listening in already. This is really cool. Um, I wanted to start briefly with uh, some short introductions just for anybody who's on who might not know who I am or who Arash is. And then uh, from then on, we'll we'll jump in and we'll get into the content. So uh, first of all, Arash, thanks thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Thank you, brother. I'm so excited about this. Uh, you know, you and I, I don't know how many years we've known each other. My backwards time track is not too great. Uh, but from the moments that I've seen you, I've seen nothing but continuous growth on your side and on my side. And we bring a couple of different fields together. It's like it reminds me of two giant circles that keep expanding. And in the middle, they touch each other. And the middle keeps expanding. So you and I coming together, doing this thing right now and bringing in the wealth of knowledge is so exciting. Uh, the goal of this podcast for me is to really compete with the top, top, top level knowledge because you and I are both self-made and we're on our way to becoming <laughs> extremely self-made. And uh, the, all the challenges and the things people go through, I'm fucking excited. I'm, I'm ridiculously ready to go. And how are you, brother? Doing phenomenal, man. Uh, likewise, just like you, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I've been getting just messages and messages like, hey, you know, I'm so excited for you guys to do this podcast. Why did you guys take so long to make it? So uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, for everybody on the call right now, my name is Brian Costella. Everybody calls me BC. I am a real estate mogul out here in Southern California. I've been in the business for three years. Uh, that's pretty much how long I've been connected with Arash. I've done nothing but... Uh, create a new brand and image in this industry. I bring a lot of things into the industry that has kind of shaken things up. Outside of that, my YouTube channel is exploding. I do coaching for sales, influence, persuasion, and all that, and my businesses just keep growing and growing. So if you haven't seen me, that's the introduction. Uh, Arash, for everybody who might not know who you are, could you give a brief introduction for everybody? Fuck, this is very, very difficult for me to do. In short, they call me the diamond mind of planet Earth because whatever it is that you're doing, you're dealing with your mind, and that is where I play. I play in the mind, and communication is the key. So my accomplishments, they go on and on and on and on. Too many fields to count. Currently, I own five businesses, all of them myself. I don't have any partners. And in those five businesses, I'm succeeding, and I continue to expand. I'm known worldwide as the number one seduction artist on the planet, uh, and many, many accomplishments. It's funny to talk about myself, but I can tell you this. It's total focus, absolute confidence, unbreakable godlike confidence, no compromise, and the unlocking of the secrets of your mind and the magic of your communication. That is what I do. That is who I am. So in any field you are, from sales to seduction to martial arts to music, and these are all my students worldwide, if you look up, INC Nation, that is us, that is me, I am the creator and the, the leader of INC Nation, and it's a worldwide movement, and it consists of the most elite individuals on the planet who use their own energy to get ahead in life, and they value things like success and wealth and knowledge and understanding and communication. This is who I am, and I'm ready to kill this thing. Let's do it. Awesome. Perfect. So, uh, as everybody knows, we named the podcast Money power and influence. And as the first podcast, I just kind of wanted to give an overview of what we're going to be doing here. There will be a short Q&A section here at the end. So if you guys have any questions 
that you already came into the call with or that come up during the discussion and what we're talking about, make sure you jot them down and we'll have a short uh, Q&A here at the end just to get into some questions and whatever we can't cover, we'll cover on the next episode, okay? So when you hear money, power, and influence, Arash, what does that mean to you? Money, power, and influence. Well, then we're going to break them down. If you have power and if you have influence, money is right around the corner. If you have money, you may you may have power and you may have influence. And I say that because we assume people with money have power and influence. They can, but many times they don't know how to use it. And then we get down to power and influence. Now, I was broke for a very long time. In fact, I'm going to write something on Facebook today or tomorrow because it was my mother's birthday. And I remember uh, 10 years ago, I was living in a studio apartment. She was helping me pay for it. The studio apartment was smaller altogether. Bathroom, kitchen, and living room was smaller than the office that I'm standing in right now, which is my office. And she would help me pay for the rent. And every morning, she would put $5 in a little box in the old house I used to live in with them. And I'd go into the house, pick up $5. That would feed me because she was a hairstylist. Now, 10 years ago, I was 29 years old. I'm turning 40 this month, so 29 turning 30. And uh, she just had a birthday, and what I was able to purchase for her uh, was quite impressive compared to where I was back then, where I couldn't even afford food. And to me, power and influence, it all comes down to there are different levels of power. For example, money can be power. Communication can be power. Having allies and friends can be power. Knowledge can be power. So power is, for me, the ability to be able to hold your position. And I got this from the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard. To be able to hold your position in space and not be moved. That's a powerful individual, like a mountain. So that's power. Now, influence, this is where I fucking shine. Influence. The ability to take somebody else's ideas and decisions and make them affect them in a way that they coordinate with what you want. And that's like a gentle way of defining that for you. It depends which podcast I'm on, okay? But that is what it is. It's having ideas here where I am, and the person in front of me having these ideas because I make them have these ideas. And how you go about doing that, I challenge anybody in the world to find a better person than me, because I will teach you how to plant ideas in people's minds and make it where it's their idea. And that is the first lesson. The first lesson is when a person thinks it's their idea, they will not resist it. We'll explore this idea much more, but that's power, money, and influence. And what does it mean to you, my brother? Awesome, brother. Uh, you know, when I made the, the name of the podcast, this is something that was floating through my mind. Uh, when I thought about these three different categories, I said, okay, to, to give a brief background on myself, uh, the, the first one that I zoomed in on and narrowed in on was influence. I knew getting into real estate that I was doing a sales job. And I said, look, I know there are a lot of people in, in this business. I know there's a lot of, quote, what they say, competition, even though I don't see it that way, and we'll cover that later. But I said, okay, what, what is going to be the quickest and best way for me to propel myself, get a leg up, get ahead, not, on, not only make money and acquire power, but just be number one, 
because it, for all of you who don't know me on this podcast, I'm somebody who whatever arena I enter, I want to be number one. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm very competitive, and I fight and claw until I get to the top. Okay? So when the further I looked into this, I said influence. That's what I zoomed in on, because if I can learn how to communicate, be more effective, and be able to effectively influence somebody to work with me, to get them to sell a house, buy a house, to buy my products, whatever it is, to listen to me and to accept my ideas, I'm going to be successful. And it's when I zoomed in on influence, learned, studied, mastered it, and I continue to master it over and over every single day, is what helped me acquire power and money. Now, I know these three categories, all of you on this call, you want to be able to influence, you want power, you want money. And that's why I named this podcast Money, Power, and Influence because we're going to go over each topic, intertwine them, go in, go out, and give you guys every little bit about all three that you can take this stuff into the world and leave your mark, which is what I plan to do, which is what Arash is doing on a daily basis, and what's, what we're going to continue to do as what you see is called Team IMC and IMC Nation. Okay? So... Um, I, I know a lot of people were messaging me before we started the podcast, and I, I think today, Arash, uh, as an introduction, we can zoom in on one, and the the most requested one that I'm getting at the moment is influence. So I kind of wanted to dive a little bit into that on this first podcast and give some uh, give some gold nuggets to these guys so they can uh, take it into their world and and have some uh, have some success with it. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. I mean. I love that subject. We could do a ten day a ten day podcast right now on this thing. So let's get uh-huh. influence. How do you yeah. want to start this? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the guys that are uh, on here or even listening, I know are going to be aspiring salesmen, entrepreneurs, and people that basically have to sell ideas, services, and or products. And I, I wanted to dive into that a little bit and and give these guys a, a good foundation to take with them off the call in order to have success right away. And one thing that I noticed when, when you're selling yourself an idea, a product, a service, or whatever it is, is you have to have an absolute belief in what it is that you're selling, right? And would you agree with me on that, Arash? Absolutely. First rule of sales is that. If you don't believe in your product, don't sell it. Go find something you do believe in, no matter what that is. Absolutely. And uh, th- that's something that when I, when I started, uh, I, I never really had uh, – I guess you can say a struggle with, but when I looked at it, I said, what does this mean, right? And when you hear this phrase, believe in your product, what, what, if you could break it down into two or three things, Arash, what would that be for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I am making money in my life on everything that I myself was a customer on. That is what it is. So, you know, I teach martial arts or I have a martial arts academy. Because I studied martial arts, and I paid for martial arts. I still pay for martial arts. And, you know, I, I teach relationships to men and women and how to be better in relationships, how to get into relationships, things like that, because that's what I studied and spent a bunch of money on studying that. And in the mind and communication, it really never stops. So to me, when they said, they said believe in your product, I would say, look, if you had $100 in your pocket and you had a choice of spending that $100 on 10 different items, right, the one item that you're selling, would that item immediately be the one easy choice? Or would you go, well, I want that, but I kind of want that, and I don't know, I can get that. If you have that, I don't think you believe in your product enough. 
to me, when you believe in your product, it's essential to you. You see it as a as a solution. Where are we going with this, VC? Uh, uh, are we are we going to touch on this, or are we going to keep it clean? It's up to you. Oh no! Let it go. Let it flow. If we're gonna cuss, we're gonna cuss. All right. I just, I just cut, I just cut my uh, cussing. Okay. You have to fucking believe in it because uh, if you uh, see the product as a solution, let's say I was selling water filters. I've seen, you know, uh, somebody in my family do that a while back. I would have to truly believe that this fucking water filter is essential to my health, and that I would take everybody in my family and get them off their fucking water filters because they need this shit so they can be healthy, they can be strong, and they are going to save their life. Now, if I believe this, then i got to go out there with this uh, conviction, with this passion, and tell them, look, this is the water bottle. Try it out for one week. I tell you, you're going to see the difference. If you don't want it, I will take the water bottle back. It's absolutely free. Don't worry. Somebody else is going to take it. But this is going to change your life. Why? Because I believe in my product. I think that's the difference, that conviction versus people like, yeah, I think that's a great product, so I think I can sell it. Mm, nope, not good enough. To me, martial arts was to save my life. So I taught it as if to save someone's life. To me, the reason why I teach relationships to men and women, the art of seduction, is because I truly believe there's not one man or woman alive right now who can say sincerely, that they are truly satisfied in their lives if they have not handled that aspect of their lives. It is an essential to the living experience of homo sapiens. So because of that, I believe it to be one of the most, if not the most important subject behind health. And so, see, I believe in my product. It should come across that I believe in my product. And recently I picked up a firearm. I'm a gunslinger. I'm practicing the gun. You know, I'm, I'm all about the gun. There's a reason for it. And the reason is my life was threatened many, many times. And although I can fight, I can fight, I've been fighting my entire life, this was a different level of threat. And I realized that I need to learn how to use a freaking gun. And so now, when the day comes, because it will come, when I will teach everybody around me, starting with the most loved ones in my life, how to use a firearm. And believe me, when that day comes, there will be a lot of people paying me to learn from me, because I believe in my product. That's what it means for me to believe in it. It's a fucking conviction that without it, your life is not complete, and I am the first example of this thing. Go look at my bank account for the last, whatever, 29 years, and tell me how much money I spent on martial arts. You tell me how much money I spent on understanding communication and the mind just in the last year. It's more than most of you will have in your bank accounts right now. So that means I believe in my product. That's what that means for me. Awesome, man. I love that. And I love that you said the word conviction because that's exactly what I was going to talk about. For all of you on the call, listen to what Arash just said. And from the moment we've both gotten on this podcast, there's a level of conviction in our voice and in our tone. For you to be an effective influencer in any arena, that is definitely a requirement. I mean, look, go back to the election and look at Donald Trump. If Tell me the amount of conviction you hear in that man's voice in every speech, every rally. It's just out of this world. And when you look at the people at the top in whatever field it is, that word conviction is there. If you could boil it down to one word, you would say that man has uh, so much conviction when he speaks because they believe what they say 100%. And to me, that's believing in the product because if I'm going to sell you something, and I don't believe it, I'm not going to have conviction, and I'm going to be missing another 
element that I wanted to touch on briefly, and then I'm going to let Arash talk about it too, is enthusiasm. If I don't believe in the product that I'm selling, whether it's an idea, service, it doesn't matter, guys. If I don't believe in it, how am I going to be enthusiastic about it? I mean, have any of you on this call ever gotten a cold call from somebody that sounds like a robot? What's your immediate emotion when you hear that? Negative. Versus somebody who's positive and upbeat. I can tell you, I can walk through the mall right now, and I can point out the best salesman almost immediately. And one of the indicators to me is enthusiasm. Because if the guy isn't into what he's selling, I have zero interest. Now, if his conviction is there, if he's enthusiastic, I'm at least going to bat an eye over and look at him and say, okay, what does this guy have? He seems pretty excited about it. And if I can give one thing that has separated me from all the other people around here, it's enthusiasm. I have so much fucking enthusiasm, it's pouring out of my ears. That's the one thing I hear from every single client that I've worked with and every person who I've either done a coaching session with, sales session, sold their house, helped them buy a house. They say, you know what, Brian? You're more excited than we are about buying this house, about training, or whatever it is. And that puts a fucking smile on my face because it's a pleasure for them to work uh, for them to work with me. It, ma it makes the decision easier. You see, when you have all these things in place, you believe in your product, there's a conviction, you have enthusiasm, now you're seducing the client. You see, when you get to the top level of sales, you're not shoving it down the throat anymore. You're not convincing people. You're attracting and drawing people to you. You see? The best of the best, that's what they do. They don't have to chase anybody. The people come to them. How important do you think uh, enthusiasm is, Rosh? 100%. You know, the one thing comes to my mind is, in recent times, there was a, a video that was viral on Facebook. And I think the title said, uh, this man can sell anything to me. I don't know if you've seen that video. It's a black guy that goes to, to a door and sells something. Have you seen it? That's a great video, man. I've seen it 100 times. I saved it. Okay, good. And so there it is, right? So we can get a worldwide consensus by the video going viral that that is a good salesman. And what do we notice right away? His enthusiasm. Now, let's imagine the same guy with the same outfit, with the same knowledge, with the same understanding, everything exactly the same, and we're going to take out the enthusiasm. And they open the door. He's like, hi, um, I would like to. Like, nope, done. That's it. No, that is not going to sell. It's over. It's not going to sell. Now, in my life, I've had uh, the privilege, you know, and the good fortune to meet some really, really great people. One man I met is when I was selling cologne. I used to sell cologne in the streets of L.A., these big bottle colognes. If you guys live in that area, you know. So, man, was that rough. But it taught me a lot about sales. I had to walk up to people and, excuse me, what kind of cologne do you wear? Cool water? Uh, eternity? Whatever. Well, the reason I'm asking you is my partner and I, we just finished this big convention, and we got all these leftover bottles, and normally they go for 99 bottles. I'll let them all go for 20 bucks. Some shit like that. That was a spill, right? And the guy who owned the company, he owned like 35 offices. One of the biggest checks I've ever seen in my life was when I got to a certain level, I got, I got to go cash his checks. And um, he was a weird guy. And I'm going to put the word weird in quotes because during that time I was 20 years old. I'm turning 40. I've seen a lot more of life. And if I could go back, I would take every opportunity to talk to that man. During that time, he was very wealthy. At that time, he had a, a convertible Mercedes, a two-seater. It was like the, the, the fucking car, you know. 
And the story was, if at dinner his tires are going bald, he never gets new tires. He normally calls someone's name. He's done it a few times. And he throws the keys to them. And he says, here's your new car. And he gets a new car every time his tires turn bald. He had an ungodly amount of money. And he would come visit his offices. That was one of them. And he had a, he had a list. He, he spoke like this. But very thick eyes. And he had this list. And he always he had so much energy. <laughs> and then he came one time. And he said to me and the rest of the staff. He said, enthusiasm. He wrote it on the board. He said, enthusiasm is to money like yeast is to, to bread. It raises the dough. And I was like, whatever, dude. Like, this guy's cheesy as shit. He was very, very wealthy, right? And that was his thing. It was like, when you walk up, you fucking, you give it to them with so much enthusiasm where they have to stop and go, why the fuck is this guy so excited for? That's what enthusiasm is. You're already communicating the emotion. Now let's get a little deeper into the subconscious and what I do. Enthusiasm communicates subtly that you are happy. And you only are happy if you have won, if you are surviving. So on a genetic level, when we see someone enthusiastic, if you didn't know what the fuck was happening, you're walking by, you see a few people standing there enthusiastic, you would stop to do what? I wonder what's going on over there, right? If you walk by and the same two people were standing there kind of bored, you would walk past them. Angry, you'd run away from them. Sad, you'd run away from them. But if they were enthusiastic and you felt the enthusiasm, you would stop to see why. And that right there is the clue. If you're going to sell something, you need the potential client to stop what they're doing, give you their attention to see why are you enthusiastic. Right there. That's how seduction begins, is with attention. So that's what I think about it. Enthusiasm is so important. It raises the dough. That's awesome, man. I remember a few stories, too, where, you know, I was literally demonstrating in front of me about enthusiasm. Um, you know, the, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the Q&A, man, time is just flying by. I love it. Um, you know, one thing that I was always taught, um, Arash, when I when I started, and I, and I believe this is uh, one of the reasons I can persuade and influence on such a level with the people that I'm working with, is I know in my heart, my heart of hearts and my soul, that when I'm selling to somebody, when I have them in front of me, everything I'm doing from every word that I say to every suggestion that I make is truly everything is in their best interest, meaning I'm, I'm, I'm going to attract them to work with me. I'm influencing them. And I know the end goal of them working with me, that is 100% in their best interest because of the results they're going to get, the emotions they're going to get, et cetera, et cetera. And that is something that I've been uh, drilling into everybody that works for me and everybody who learns from me, is if, if, if that can be understood and grasped and just, and just put into your whole sales process where you, you look through that filter. Because well, when I see the person now and, and, they're, and I'm qualifying them and they're giving me, you know, oh, we want to move or, oh, you know, I'm looking for somebody to help me with sales. When I'm hearing that, it's passing through a filter. And, and, and the minute that I hear all that and it all goes in and it processes in my mind instantaneously, if a light bulb goes off in my head and it says, this person, if I teach them, if they work with me, they're going to get everything they wanted and more. At that point, 
something else kicks in. You know, we see this thrown around in sales a lot that salesmen are pushy, salesmen are, are too aggressive, and the whole label on salesmen out there is, is negative. And I'm sure everybody on the call knows that, especially if they're in sales right now, that that's almost like a barrier, an initial barrier you have to get over. And when, when I'm coming from this, this angle of everything that I'm doing and them working with me is in their best interest, it, it seems as if the interaction goes a lot smoother when I get them to sign the paperwork or agree to work with me. It's effortless, and it seems like they're almost coming to me and, and, and reaching for me versus me trying to tackle them and pull them in. Um, uh, do you know what I'm saying, Arash? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you started saying that, it immediately reminded me of uh, seducing a woman. And, you know, I know a lot of men and women listen to this podcast, and uh, we're in the days of the end of pretending political correctness. And what I mean by that is anybody who walked around pretended political correctness was also pretending like they don't see the truth and also pretending like hurting someone's feelings with the truth is a crime. And I'm telling you that because the reality of life, I know you have a lot of audience from your end, uh, be seen. That's why I, I'm uh, saying this to give them a kind of a context on what I'm about to say. The reality of the situation is the relationships between men and women and what attracts them is really not what we're told. And this is seen in over 60% divorce rates. This is seen in people being miserable and and being uh, in relationships when they do last in very unfriendly, unkind, unhappy relationships. And I live a very good life, and uh, I've had a great success with relationships, and so have my students. And part of that success, and I'm going to talk to men first, part of that success is this. When you as a man, or let me speak about myself, when I as a man approach a woman to talk to her, and I want her in my life, I am 100% convinced, and I mean 100, there's not even a point one in the, anywhere in there, I'm 100% convinced that being with me will actually benefit her life. And this is not some, some airy-fairy idea I have because I'm delusional because I know what I can do for a person and I can do for their mind and for their life for the knowledge that I have. And I approach it from that subject. It's not what can I gain from it. Of course I'm going to gain what I gain from it. But more importantly, since we're talking about sales, more importantly is does this product, which ends up being me in my life, benefit that person in a way that would completely alter their life existence where they couldn't live without the product anymore. If the answer is yes to that, I will seduce the person and I will do it without any apology and I will create an incredible life for both of us. If the answer is no, it's kind of like the product doesn't match. Uh, I don't really like a Ferrari, you know, it's not my thing. Really? Shit, why? No, I've always been into, you know, a big Volkswagen to take my kids around. That's fucking great. Well, we're not, <laughs> I'm selling a Ferrari here, okay? It's not for everybody, but I'm showing you the product here. And so it's vital when you are influencing somebody else. I'm saying this because it's so misunderstood. When you're influencing somebody else, you must, you must, you must, 100 must, capitalize it, tattoo it, wear it, whatever. You must keep in mind the best interest of the person in front of you. This makes you lethal. It makes you deadly because it's impossible. Once it is clearly seen, and that's where the art form comes in, but once it is clearly seen, it is actually impossible for the human species, for the homo sapiens, to resist 
any kind of command or suggestion when it aids its survival greatly. Now, get that again. You could quote that and go, go look at that for a while. There's a formula right there. If it is understood by the person in front of you, once they get it, that's your job, right? Once it sinks into their mind that what you are presenting to them is actually going to change their life and they cannot live without it at the quality of life they want, at that moment, they are very, very open to all the suggestions you're going to give them about the product. But your first task is to get there, is to get them to recognize and see what it is that you see in your product. That's why we go back to the first rule of being passionate about it. You must see something in it, then convey that to them. Enthusiasm will help you, the second thing we talked about. And while you do that, you have to keep in mind that you're doing it because they need help, and that is good for them. And now we have three things that you've already learned in this. One, it starts with believing your product. Two, you have the enthusiasm to present it. And three, ensure that you have the best interests of the client in mind. And if you do these three things, not only are you a great salesman or one of the greatest salesmen alive, but you are also ethical. And so when they try to take you down, as they will, when you become successful, as they've tried with me many years, they still try, because you're ethical in your demeanor, all you have to do is continuously shine the light on the truth that is, while they will have to continuously create false delusions and those break. And again, we saw this with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. How much accusations and bullshit they threw about Donald Trump? Well, Donald Trump won by a landslide, and the people that voted was us. And so I know that there's this weird thing in the, in the social media. I'm in California, so I get it a lot here. As if, as if people don't like Donald Trump. That's false by statistics. That's false, again, when they redid it, and he was also the popular vote. So don't fall for that because that's the gimmick of the media, is to make you think something that's not true. But in this case, the truth comes out. No matter what they said, no matter what they try to create, the truth wins. So you want to stay ethical, and you always, when you, when you show your cards, right, when your cards are all shown on the table, it's very clear. Look, I actually had your best interests in mind, and this is why I did this. And this is what makes me deadly in my seduction. I always keep the woman in mind in the end and making her greater. That's that. Awesome. And I, I know one of the questions I get asked most and, and what I see out is, well, how do I come off as not being needy but being aggressive at the same time? And I always tell people this is the thing. If you're coming from the angle of acting in their best interest, that will be eliminated. The only way they're going to see you as a sleazy salesman is if they have not come to the conclusion yet that you're acting in their best interest, that they know for a fact that you're acting in their best interest, there's not going to be a hint of them thinking you're needy or that you're in it just for the money, okay? So uh, just to let everybody know real quick, I'm going to open it up for questions now, and on your phone or wherever you're at, press star 2 to raise your hand if you have a question. We'll do a short Q&A, and then we'll, we'll end the first episode. Press star 2 if you have a, a question, and it will raise your hand. I would love to unmute the whole, uh, the whole call, but we have way too many people on. Okay, we have a question. Yes, sir. Yo, what's Ask up, what's question. up? Uh, who, is, who is this? My name is Eric. Eric, welcome, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Uh, cool. What's your question? Me by the name of Shide. Oh, this is my friend, Viking. Oh, yeah, PC, you got to be yeah. inside. 
He's uh yeah. He's one of the biggest guys I know. Go on my Instagram or Facebook, <laughs> and he's a fucking Viking. He's, he's like you know he's, this, this motherfucker is a Viking. If there ever was, he's like my Viking brother. And then uh, you know uh, when you know you guys see me share, I share certain things, and I tag it family, and then I tag my tags on the bottom of it, right? And normally if a person affects me a certain way, it's just an emotion that I feel, and I feel like, oh, that's family now. I'll share it, not necessarily looking at what they put up, to be honest, you know what I mean? Especially if they're videos. I don't really fucking spend time watching other people's videos. But the other day, I I don't know what the fuck it was. I had a moment of something, and I clicked one of the videos, the music videos you did, and it was fucking good, man. You're good. (laughs) This guy is like an extremely good artist. So uh, what's up, man? Good to hear your voice. What's going on? Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, just just want to ask you quick, guys. Um, I'm doing personal training, and I truly believe in my product. And I have a few people, I have a, a lot of people, actually, that believe in it, too. And I'm training them. But I was wondering how could I uh, expand that audience, you know, with the social media and prob- maybe, you know, maybe some sales technique. What What, what do I say to them? You know, to make them market me more. I can uh, I can touch on that, and then I'll let Arash answer. Uh, one of the things that I've found out that has been the most powerful in not only expanding uh, my message, but when I do get more business, it being easy, is the power of the video testimonial. Um, I, I don't know where you're at right now because we're not friends on social media. One thing that I consistently put out is um, I have people agree up front that if I deliver the result that I promise, that they will give me in return a video testimonial at the end of our business transaction. And what I do with that is I post it, and then they usually post it on their page too, and from there people will share it, and I can also upload it to YouTube. So now I have them posting a video testimonial, myself posting a video testimonial for everybody to see, and on top of that, in the future, When I have somebody uh, reach out and maybe we're going through the interview process, before they meet with me, I send them a link to my YouTube with uh, all the testimonials, and they get to look through 20, 30, 40 testimonials even before we meet. And that makes my job, uh, quote, selling uh, effortless. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a really good good thing, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to take that. Rosh? Okay, well, this is my field. It's one of my fields is fitness and, and killing it. And I I still personally have not trained people in fitness, but I have people I train on training people. However, mm-hmm. once March comes around, I will take a few clients on because they're seeing my body transform at a rate they've never seen mm-hmm. before. And then I want mm-hmm. I want to do that for a few people, right? And I'm going to charge a shit yeah. of fucking money when it comes down. That's just the way yeah, it is. Yeah. Here's what I recommend. <clears throat> There's so much in this. But if you mm-hmm. take these two, okay, they're going to be, it's going to explode your business and it's going to bring your haters. You just need to be aware of that. So that's yeah. what it is, part okay. of it. Number one, number one, when I yeah. think fitness, I got to think shy. I got to think, yeah, yeah, that's it. I just got to yeah. think that. When I think fitness, I got to think you. So how that's going to work is I have a student of mine, his name is Gustavo, he's online. He's a young guy and, uh, you know, I met with him. He did a one-on-one a while back and uh, I met with him. And since then, if you go on his Facebook, BC, have you noticed the Savo's posts and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he's doing, now now he's, in everybody's mind, he's a trainer now. 
Whereas before, yeah. it was confusing what he was. Like, what are you, what are you doing, really? And so it's got to be a clear distinction. I am the fucking trainer. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, what the world is seeing me, because I have so many hats I wear, mm-hmm. but the one I'm owning is the diamond mind. I am that guy yeah. that you go to to get the secrets of the mind and the power and the magic of communication. Now, i got to own that yeah. shit. So all my statuses and what I'm sharing is mostly that. I mean, share all my businesses, but that is how I'm presenting myself. So it's got to be, when I think training, I think you. Now, right mm-hmm. after that is where I think you're really going to shine, is what I'm about to say. Yeah. Why you? So I'm looking at my old teacher's mm-hmm. picture here on the wall, Manu. He asked me that question mm-hmm. many, many times. Why you? If I'm going to spend $100 on training and you're, you are in a lineup of people, 10 people are there, I have $100, they're all charging 100 bucks. Why mm-hmm. am I going to spend it on you? Now, one could be because someone says, because I will be available according to your schedule. Okay, that's a plus. Well, the other ones are like, no, I'm only available in daytime. Another one could be mm-hmm. like, because... I've produced 10 national champions. Oh, shit. Okay. For 100 bucks, I think I've got to go with that guy. And it goes on and on and on. But you have to, and this is for everybody, you have to answer this question. Why you? And in this case, because of the way you look, you look cool. You look like you fucking came out of a movie. I have the same thing going for me. <laughs> and that's not easy to do. But you got you to gotta own that shit. Don't be like everybody yeah. else. You know, yeah. what if I came and I got a workout from a Viking lord or a Viking warrior and you put me through a Viking workout? That would be yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. cool. Where your branding was Viking, you know, you can work out there in that pussy gym or you can work out with those guys or you can work out with those guys and it looks like a fag. Or you can come and get a Viking workout and I will make you not only, <laughs> here it is, not only physically strong, let me make your mind strong. Mind. Let me make your heart yeah. strong. The heart and yeah. mind of a Viking Come to my training. Mm. There it goes. You need a branding. You need a fucking yeah. logo. You need a tagline like, it's all in a state of mind. Be the best of the rest. Uh, loyalty mm-hmm. is royalty. That's my shit. So see mm-hmm. what moves you. Get the right font. Get the right image. And be that fucking guy so that I'm just like, that's my trainer, dude. Look at yeah. let me show you. Let me show you my trainer. Look at this guy. He's a fucking yeah, boy. Yeah. Look at him. He's crazy looking. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. Arash, welcome from the bottom of my heart, man. You know, I got love for you. You know that. You're my I brother. know that for sure, my brother. I know, I know. For Thank sure. you so much, guys. I'm going to let the other guys tune in, too. All right? Okay. Cool. Thank you for the question. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Our next caller with the question, who is this, the 760 number? Bethany. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Doing phenomenal. Good. Just to touch on your answer from the guy's last question um, about the videos and that, would you still consider doing the testimonials and that for other businesses besides just real estate? Absolutely. I personally would. Um, you know, we, we what I started seeing in the real estate industry and other industries is people were getting testimonials like Zillow reviews and just written testimonials. I started doing video a while back and I remember there was a a time when I was sitting with a client and uh, their home had come off the market and uh, you know they were, they were meeting with me and a couple other people 
uh, before putting it back on the market to actually get it sold. And I remember uh, there was a point where I felt like, okay, they're ready to go, but for whatever reason, there's something missing here. So I said, you know what? W would you feel more at ease if I shared with you some video footage, like testimonials of previous clients who, who I've helped who were in your exact same position? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I pulled out my iPad, and I showed them like three or four video testimonials of people who had been through a similar situation. And right then and there, they immediately signed. And it was in that moment that I saw, okay, you know, the written testimonial is pretty good, but everybody has that. How can I take it up one step further and hit them emotionally, like really, really hard? And after that moment, I said, okay, th there's something here. And I noticed when I uh, get more video testimonials, share them with people, it really bridges the, the trust gap that I tell people, look, no one's ever going to work with you if they don't trust you. And if I can have one or two gambits that give me an advantage and shorten that trust gap, uh, then, then I'm good to go. And I noticed the video testimonial is one of the most powerful uh, pieces for that, like hands down. For sure, that makes sense. Um, thank you. And then to Arash, um, you said, obviously, this is kind of a known fact, but you said that you'll always get haters. Um, the more successful you come, and I've kind of been watching Brian's videos and him kind of feeding off of the haters in a sense. Um, I'm a very emotional person. I put my emotion into any and everything that I do, and sometimes that backfires because <laughs> I don't always know how to handle it correctly. So I'm trying to get better at that with my businesses, but how do you necessarily or what do you do to handle those haters and those comments and, and that type of thing. I think that I've personally not done my full capability of things. I've not given it my all um, just because I'm, in a sense, afraid of what people are going to say. And how do you get past mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. I have been dealing with haters for a very, very, very long time, very long time. And, you know, I one of my biggest contributions to mankind is I said, fuck haters. And when I came on Facebook during that time, people had this idea that Facebook was a public forum that anybody could go on anybody's picture or or status and and shit their opinion all over it. And uh, they tried that with me, and I said fuck you, and I deleted and blocked them. And then they came and said, well, what is this? You you don't like anybody to to disagree with you? I said absolutely not. <laughs> why why the fuck would I want anybody to disagree with me? I don't like that shit. And they were like, well then that means you're not open to other views. I said, no, not, not, to, not to criticism. I'm not open to criticism. Now, I go and I pay my mentors to teach me. And during those times, I shut the fuck up and I listen. That's me being a student. But you, some random idiot coming on my Facebook and deciding that the way I live or what I'm saying is, is not good enough, that has nothing to do with me. Go say that on your own profile. Now, this is a big subject. So I'm going to give you a few, a few hints to start with because I don't have it completely licked. I'm still, like, if you had talked to me two weeks ago, I had a different strategy than I do now. And my new strategy is fucking good, man. I'm killing it right now. But um, th there are some, some main points. Number one, haters are welcome. Get this. This is so big, everybody. They are welcome to hate on you as long as they use their own channels and not yours. What do I mean by that? These are my friends on Facebook. These are my friends on Instagram. These are my these are my people. You will not use my name and my integrity 
to speak to them about how bad I am. When they come onto your site and talk shit to your people, they need to be cut off 100% done. However, I've had it where people go on their own YouTube channels and make a YouTube video talking about how bad I am. Or they dedicate their Facebook to how bad I am. Now, when they do that, somebody else who doesn't know me says, what? Who's that guy? And they have to click on me. In that case, no press is bad press during that time. Because without, yes. So one of the rules is, it's okay to talk bad about me. All celebrities know this. Just don't use my communication lines because then you're poisoning my people. But if you like to talk about me somewhere else, like TMZ or somewhere else, then more people are going to be like, Arash, who's this guy? Oh, my God, did you want Arash? He's sitting down in a fucking mm-hmm. restaurant. In a restaurant. Let's Google him. Ha-ha. Mm-hmm. Me, my friend. Right? And you're so just growing from that. that Absolutely. And then finally, well, finally for this, I don't want to keep going on it. Finally on this, it's this. Remember, remember that when they are attacking you, okay, there is in that attack, in that attack, there is an opportunity hidden that shows you your weakness. I am as strong as I am today because I've been attacked so many times in my life. And every time I got emotional about it and upset about it, because I still do get upset about it, I look deeper and I go, okay, where is my defense of my business, my life, my, my philosophy? This is why my philosophy can't be touched, because I've been saying this shit since I was 21. I'm turning 40. Okay, that's 19 fucking years of defending myself against the world uh, outspoken. So I challenge anyone to talk to me about any of the subjects that I, that I feel like I know. Because I've defended myself a thousand times and seen the holes in my defense and strategized and made it tighter. So now when I get attacked, after I go through the little emotional bullshit that I go through, because emotions come and go, that's temporary. Like, okay, whatever. We all grown up stuff. But after that, I take a good look and I say, where in my business could, could, get this, could this attack hurt me? I mean, is there a potential that this attack could hurt me? And trust me, love, if there is, they did you a favor by pointing, they pointed to the hole in the wall. So you got to now go over there and patch that shit up so that later that is no longer available. So that when they do it the next time, you just laugh. (laughs) I already handled that. Go for it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody Mm -hmm. somebody will find another weakness in you. And at that moment, you'll get emotional and upset, just like I do. And then when you calm the fuck down like I do, go, okay. So there's, could this be used, could this be used against me? And if it can, go back and strengthen yourself and your defenses. And just like that, you end up where I'm at or even greater, who knows, but you become very, very strong. And at some point, you become almost unassailable because they're like, this motherfucker is like Egyptian pyramids. <laughs> He'll be I'm around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's interesting because I've been seeing you for a bit and I saw Brian post one of your new logos or whatever for the IMC and I saw the scorpion in it and that's one of the first things that I noticed and then you said your birthday was next month on this podcast and it was very interesting to see that there was a scorpion then in there but you're not a Scorpio but you kind of have that mentality of that that same Scorpio drive yes yeah the scorpion is an ancient symbol of a ninja clan that I used to belong to in my ancestry but yeah, okay. you know, symbols are beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But see how you, how you got curious about all that other stuff. That's business for everybody. 
You see that? And then you came up with your own idea of it. Oh, he's got a Scorpio, whatever. I have three Scorpions on my body. One of my girlfriends is a Scorpio. I have three girlfriends. Okay. And uh, life is good. But if you just take the advice I gave you. And remember, I could hear the emotion in your voice when you asked the question. And I can uh-huh. hear the emotion in your voice now. And it's changed. But that's what yeah. I do. And right now, you're more <laughs> calm and more certain than when you brought the question up. Never sure. be afraid of your emotions. Don't ever be afraid of your emotions. They come and they go. Own them. When you're mad, you're mad. When you're happy, you're happy. When you're sad, you're sad. It's temporary. The wave is not the fucking ocean. And don't let people use that shit against you, because they will. Oh, why are you mad? Because I'm fucking angry. How's that? Okay? <laughs> oh, don't yeah. be sad. Don't be sad. I'm fucking sad. Something happened, okay? But I'm not going to be sad for, so, you know, 300 days. So just relax. Let me go through this shit real quick. Yep. Awesome. Thank you guys for finally doing a podcast. <laughs> Sweet. You're welcome. Okay, guys, um, I would love to take more questions. We're running out of time. If you guys have any other questions, save them for the next call. We're going to be here 515 every single Wednesday. Rain, shine, snow, doesn't matter. So I wanted to thank, first of all, Arash for for being here and and kicking off this podcast with me. And I wanted to thank everybody else for being here. So is there any uh, closing statements you want to make, Arash? Yeah, well, thank you for doing this, too. And uh, we're going to kill it. This is going to be the number one podcast on these subjects. I guarantee you guys, BC doesn't do anything at number two level. I don't do anything at number two level, so get ready. And uh, this is the first one. I had a really good time. I could tell the energy in it. Spread it. You know, once it goes on iTunes, put it out. Put it out. And uh, final closing thoughts are, ultimately, we're all having an experience of life. And we're all experiencing life through our own filters. A thousand people seeing the same accident, were reported a thousand different ways. This has been proven by science over and over and over. At some point, we have to come to terms with this, that we are looking at life through our own filters. What I do, and what I encourage you to do, is to take a look at the filters you're using, because a lot of them were given to you by people who didn't know how to survive well, who weren't wealthy, who weren't strong, who weren't great communicators, or had any understanding of the mind or relationships. And so you're looking at the same scene that maybe I would be looking at, and you're interpreting it in a way that's taking away from your life. And I refuse to do that. And so, you know, I have a a program called Diamond Mind. I don't know if you've heard of it. You go to arashzapar.com, and you get on Diamond Mind. It's 97 a month. And this is the shit I go through. In fact, right after this phone call, I will be making the next video for today. Remember, you have filters, and it's your job, just like you go to your water filter and change it, and your car, and you change it. You've got to change the filters of your mind to make sure that they're clean and they do the job you want them to do. I'll pass it on to you, Ben. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.